0: Welcome to Surrogacy Talk with me, your fabulous host and family building expert, Frank Golden. I'll be talking about surrogacy, IVF, and making babies. Welcome back, everyone. And on this segment, we are going to talk about unraveling the surrogacy journey. With me today in the studio, we have Erica Daybook. Hi, everyone. And we have my assistant, Juan Ruiz. Hi, everyone thank you um, to both of you for being in the studio with me today. Um, So I think for this segment, um, Erica, you're going to really ask me some questions that get asked often by intended parents. So some of the frequently asked questions. I guess the first question is pretty simple, but what is gestational surrogacy? So that is an amazing question (laughs) because that is what we do here at Golden Surrogacy. So in a gestational surrogacy arrangement, intended parents will create embryos through in vitro fertilization using their own genetic material or eggs from a donor. Okay. One or more of the embryos is then transferred into the gestational surrogate, or also referred to as a gestational carrier, who then carries the child or children to full term but has no genetic relationship to them, if that all makes sense. Yes. So a surrogate essentially
1: is loaning out her uterus to couples that need to have a baby and aren't able to. On their own. Essentially. Yeah, yes. but there's no relation to her. No genetic relationship.
0: And then there's also just a few acronyms I'd like to go through, and then um, we'll continue here. So there's a few different ones. There's, if you're in the industry or you're a new intended parent or surrogate, you'll hear things like IP, GSRE So what are these things? Um, so the first one you'll hear a lot is IP, that stands for Intended Parent. There's also GS or GC, which stands for gestational surrogate or gestational carrier. Or sometimes you'll see GS um, being referred to as gestational surrogacy. So there's different acronyms. RE is your reproductive endocrinologist or your fertility specialist. Um, The GSA is the gestational surrogacy agreement, which is or a.k.a. your surrogacy contract between intended parents and the surrogate. And then you'll hear ART. And we're not talking about Andy Warhol or or Amone. <laughs> we're talking about Assisted Reproductive Technology. So those are just a few acronyms that you will hear bounce around a lot.
1: Uh, just to like clarify, so Assisted Reproductive Technology, is that IVF then?
0: Is that an example? IVF, um, IUI, it basically is a broad term to the industry. So if Got you're... It. You're an art attorney, you're a reproductive law attorney. Got it.
1: And then within that there are specialties, obviously.
0: Correct, Cool. yep. And so as an agency, it's
1: important to for our intended parents to understand the role of an agency and why you need one. So if you can kind of go in to what a surrogacy agency is and, and what mm-hmm. our role
0: is in the process. What the role, is. so really great question. So a surrogacy agency um, such as Golden Surrogacy, we work directly with the intended parents the surrogate and attorneys to create a fair and suitable arrangement between all of the parties involved while protecting everyone's rights, which is crucially important. Um, We act as your personal concierge throughout the entire journey. And all parties go through the surrogacy program. Typically, um, we'll have 24-7 access to their assigned coordinator. In the case of Golden Surrogacy, that's me, Frank Golden. You'll have 24-7 access to me. (laughs) So that's really good.
1: He's always checking his phone, (laughs) like literally. So when he says 24-7, he means 24-7. Tell us how surrogates are... Located, A lot of intended parents want to know how we find these wonderful women, uh,
0: where they come from. So I get asked this question daily. Um, So our surrogates at Golden Surrogacy are recruited by implementing a very complex multi-channel marketing approach. Um, And people are probably like, what the heck is that? So um, that consists of of word-of-mouth referrals, direct mailers, promotional events that we do in person, and then we utilize the many facets of social media and the World Wide Web. Um Not only are we fielding qualified candidates that um, are in surrogate friendly states, but we like those states to also be what we call pre-birth order states. And that means that both intended parents' names can go on the birth certificate. So that is very, very important.- I think it would be really stressful going into a hospital
1: when your surrogate's giving birth to your baby and you would then have to go to court and, you know, deal with that. It doesn't feel like, safe or comfortable like you can go home with your baby
0: you know. Right it shouldn't just be a state we shouldn't just be operating in states where surrogacy can work at the end of the day but we really want the legal process to be as smooth as possible for the intended parents so that's very very important.
1: So tell us how surrogates are screened for the process. Um, I know it's a huge concern for intended parents that they're getting a mentally stable, uh, physically healthy, you know, surrogate. How how does Golden Surrogacy do that?
0: Perfect. So um, Golden Surrogacy conducts a very, very stringent screening process and approval process for all surrogates. To be considered, surrogates must, or I should say surrogate applicants, must complete a detailed application which includes their medical history, personality questionnaire, educational background, and pregnancy history. After we receive um, all of the prospective surrogates application, our staff then reviews all of that information and examines their medical records, um, which includes all previous pregnancy and delivery history. All candidates um, also submit are submitted to a, a scrutinous and thorough background check and criminal history um which includes a 7 year address verification to assess their lifestyle and reliability and that's very very important um and then upon matching all surrogate candidates must also be medically screened so that's very very important so it's multi-tiered there's multi-tiered several steps many different steps so yeah i mean intended
1: parents i don't blame them for being really concerned about their surrogate like who is she yeah
2: i think the thing that intended parents need to Actually focus on the most. that It's not a Lifetime movie. We
1: actually have a blog on that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Literally
0: do. So look it up.
2: So yeah, these surrogates go through some really strict requirements in order to actually even get accepted into. And I'm
0: program. proud of our surrogates. We have some really amazing women that go through our they
1: program. They genuinely like, want to be surrogates. They do it for the right reasons. Um, and I got, one. you got to go to, to the hospital one time. Yes, I did. And just watching that really. I got to really, hold the baby. Yeah. That was first the first newborn I've ever held like that new it yeah. was yeah and the surrogate good.
2: was amazing the surrogate was so happy she had a full face of makeup on
1: like that is such <laughs> a unique
2: yeah, yeah she she looked great she no. looked amazing she looked amazing she was so happy her husband was there and they were really it was excited really cool,
1: yeah and this yeah. new baby and then you have the intended father who was just overjoyed and overwhelmed and it was just a really cool um like a, a fa- really yeah. unique family unit it's yes. how I thought. And then for me, seeing one hold a baby was just was surreal. surreal. <laughs>
2: it was terrifying. It was very scared.
1: <sighs> so moving on, we're talking about surrogates and eventually you get a surrogate, right? And every intended parent's gonna have a surrogate, but how does that happen? How are surrogates and intended
0: parents matched? So another really great question. So, golden surrogacy has a very specific matching process. Once a surrogate goes through and completes all of the prerequisite requirements, she has all of her records pre vetted and screened. Um, we basically we have a match meeting and we look at all of the different things in the surrogate's Profile, and then we look at the roster of intended parents we have, and we really try to line up pregnancy values and personality. And we spend so much time on the phone with these women, communicating on a daily basis, and the intended parents, that we really have a great idea in terms of who would match well with who. So we want the match to be based on a foundation of trust and to really be something that can blossom into a really great relationship. Um, And that all starts with a phone call, which is a little bit like a first date. Um, We have the intended parents and the surrogate on a phone call. Um, We're on the call the entire time. We basically put our phones on mute, and we let both parties kind of take it away and form an organic conversation. Um, And then if that call goes well, things can... um, move towards a skype call where they can see each other in person or oftentimes intended parents will fly in or go visit the surrogate for for a coffee date so we really like that relationship to flourish and blossom in a organic way where everyone's comfortable mutually moving forward together with that one vision of of matching You'll never have a situation at Golden Surrogacy where we look at intended parents and say, here's your surrogate, you must match with them. Or surrogate A, here's your intended parents, you have to match with them. It really must be a mutual matching decision on the side of both parties.
1: And so then the match call, um, we've been, I've been on a couple of them. It's really cool to hear. Obviously, a little bit nervous tension at first, but then once it gets going, gets going. And what I love the most is when the call's over, and we're back to work and we start getting the calls that they were so excited to move forward either the surrogate calls i love these parents i can't wait to work with them and same with the intended parents um that's my like favorite part so usually the match calls go well sometimes they want a second one just to be sure because it's kind of like a really big decision like buying a car you might go to more than one dealership (laughs) it's a big decision much bigger than that obviously um so I, that's my favorite part of a match call is yeah, when
2: we plan for that though. That's yep. as an agency, that's something that I know I take a lot of pride in, and I'm sure Frank does as well. And our coordinators, we make sure that our coordinators, our surrogate coordinators are so fantastic, and they really find out who these women are to the core. Mm-hmm. And same thing as Frank and I, when we find out who these intended parents are, we find out kind of some of their similarities. We sit down and we have these really great meetings, and we say we have this great couple or this great intended parent, and then we say like, well, I have this really great surrogate. We talk about some of their common interests. So you know if you have someone who a surrogate who loves going camping with her family and you have an intended parent or couple who loves the outdoors like hey this couple might work really well with a surrogate and the match meetings are really like a first date they're like a yeah. blind date and we are kind of the matchmakers and we we're never going to set up a couple in a surrogate who aren't going to be a good match so frank does a really good has a really good sixth sense of who's going to match it's, really well.
0: It's like the TV show Millionaire Matchmaker. You're <laughs> a patty. I remember watching that show like way back in the day thinking to myself, yeah, yeah, this lady's <laughs> blowing smoke. She's hocus pocus or whatever. And then I started doing these matches with surrogates and intended parents. And I, like you said, I have a really good instinct of the match is going to work out. And if you look at all the matches we've done over the years, like, we've put together some really great surrogates and intended parents. Like, I'm really proud of the work that we've all done. And it's not just me. It's the surrogate coordinators building that relationship with the surrogates over the phone, really gaining their trust and educating them about the surrogacy process. So it's. It's not just me. I, you know, I think I do a pretty good job, but it's the whole team that makes everything happen. And we're we're like doing the millionaire matchmaker in, in the surrogacy world, which is really kind of fun and cool at the same time. That is really cool.
1: We kind of touched on this. Um, let's say the match call goes great, and that's enough for both parties. Mm-hmm. When do the
0: intended parents and the surrogate typically meet? Sure. The first would be obviously just post-match or during that matching process, okay, if they would like to meet and go out to coffee or breakfast, um, or sometimes it's a Skype meeting, quote-unquote. So, um, And then the second time would be at the fertility clinic for the the team day or the one-day workup where the surrogate and the intended parents will meet at the fertility clinic and have all of their testing done. They'll meet with a psychological counselor to make sure that it's a really good and cohesive match. That would be the second time. The third time would be at the embryo transfer. Very, very crucial. Surrogates, um, especially, find it very important to have their intended parents there because this is the day of insemination. Essentially, it's right. the day that um, where everything that you've worked so hard to, you know, build up, where, you know, comes together, and you're at that embryo transfer. Um, so those would be the three required times outside of those required times it's really up to the intended parents and the surrogates to build on that relationship so that you come up with a regular communication rhythm Um, and then aside from the communication you have a really great relationship with your surrogate you may decide to you know if she's not local fly in once or twice or three times throughout the pregnancy or go to all the milestone ultrasound appointments so that's really up to the parties to build that communication rhythm and then also that in-person meeting rhythm, if you will.
1: And so this is a, you know, obviously very important question and uh, very frequently asked is what's the typical cost of a surrogacy journey with our agency?
0: I'll paint this in very broad strokes here because surrogacy journey is very, this uh, is a whole other
1: podcast topic. Yeah, it's a
0: whole other podcast and a surrogacy journey has so many different variable costs, but I'm just going to go through some of the breakdowns here. So the average surrogacy journey in the United States can cost anywhere from about a hundred thousand to 150,000 with the average being around 130,000. The categories that break that up would be agency fee typically ranges in the 20s, um, so about 25,000. The fertility clinic fees are around 40,000. surrogate compensation is around 30,000. Egg donor compensation and fees associated with your egg donor will be around twenty thousand and then your legal fees will be around ten thousand. So if you add all that up, you're in you're about one thirty. Um so those would be the costs that make up, you know, a surrogacy journey on average, and that's with a singleton delivery. And then
1: how is that um broken down? So where does that money go?
0: Is it paid in installments? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So all of the different categories that I listed, like agency fee, IVF clinic, surrogate comp, we like all of those fees to be paid to the individuals separately so that there's a very great sense of transparency for the intended parents. Um, All of the fees associated with the surrogate will go into an escrow account. Your escrow account is funded at different milestones of the pregnancy, so it's not all paid out to your surrogate at once. There are milestones that are broken down in monthly payments. Um, the agency fee is paid half when you retain us, half once you're matched with your surrogate. Legal is due once your, your attorneys um, bill you and the retainer's been signed. So everything is paid separately. Some agencies like to take all of the money at once. So they'll say, pay us the 100000 or hundred and we'll pay all the vendors. I'm not saying that's the wrong way to do it. I just don't like to do it that way because I like everyone to know where their money is going and have the whole process be like I said, as transparent as possible.
2: I think also a lot of intended parents, when they hear that everything is managed separately, mm-hmm. they can t- kind of sometimes tend to panic and they're like, well, now I have to do all of this on my own. And that's not necessarily the case. We help manage absolutely everything. We, oh, yeah. we tell you exactly our suggestion and who's going to, what the escrow company is going to be handling it. And then you pay them separately, but we're still very much on the journey with you. Uh, holding your hand and walking you through everything so you're not alone even though everything is category separately
0: who to pay and when someone asked me the other day they said so how much work do we have to do for <laughs> using your agency and I said well you still have to sign papers and show up at places <laughs> other oh, than that sure. we, we're recruiting the surrogate we're pairing you with the attorneys we're telling you when to pay things and when to sign things and that's basically you know what you do aside from building the relationship with your surrogate which is very yeah. important and that was actually
1: my next question: Was why shouldn't people do this on their own? Why should you find an agency, whether it be ours, or this
2: connection that we have here?
1: <laughs> Were well, you thinking the same thing? I was thinking the same yeah. thing. That's cool. um, you know, why you shouldn't is we call it independent or indie journeys. Why should you go to an agency like Golden Surrogacy uh, when you're doing a surrogacy journey? Aside and. You just answered part of it was that it's super complex but maybe you can go into that a little bit more
0: it it is it's super complex there are um, a wide range of varying laws and statutes in different states so that's one component but I would say the most important thing is that when you're going through a surrogacy journey whether you be a heterosexual couple or a gay couple you are already filled with a lot of anxiety and stress starting the process and think of, about, think of how much more stress you will have if you don't know what you don't know. And you're essentially having to write a thesis on something that you haven't had time to do the research on. Um, whereas when you hire an agency, we already know what all of the pieces of the puzzle are going to be and where they fit. And basically all you have to do is sit back and watch the puzzle get put together. Um, And that's what we want for your surrogacy journey. We want you to sit back and relax, focus on the relationship with your surrogate, and enjoy the pregnancy, enjoy the process, um, and enjoy the milestones. That is really important and very crucial. And and I think that would be the key takeaway as to why you should have an agency. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't know any of
1: it, I mean, now I feel like, oh, I could do it because I've been training under Frank. I I know this now. Um, But it is, it's so much like just finding an IVF clinic and is it the right one and what does that mean and making embryos. And so speaking of IVF clinics, you can get into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of like the pre before you sign sometimes, you know, so what's the role of an IVF clinic for either heterosexual or a uh, gay couples? What does that, you know, look like the IVF process?
0: Great. So the fertility clinic, the IVF clinic is essentially who does all of the medical procedures in your surrogacy journey. So all parties have to converge at the fertility clinic to have all of their their FDA blood panel, their their pre-testing, pre-screening, all of that takes place at the fertility clinic. Um, Your egg retrieval's conducted there, your embryos are created there, and your embryo transfer is created there. So the fertility clinic is a very large component to your surrogacy journey. and so when I, you know, intended parents will often ask me, well, what is a good fertility clinic? And we do have a list, right, Juan? We have, yes, we we have a list. But what I always urge intended parents um, to do is to do some of the, the vetting on their own. So, you know, when they call a the fertility clinic, what's the service like from the very first phone call, the very first interaction um, if you don't get a hold of someone right away, do they respond back to you, you know, instantly via email? Do they treat your case like you know, they have a sense of urgency around helping you create your family? Do, are, do they seem like they care? Are they genuine? Um, so we work with a lot of the top fertility clinics in the country, so we know that they'll do a great job, but we want them at the end of the day to be a team that you feel as though you can trust, build rapport with, and then a team that you feel has your best interests at heart. Online reviews just aren't really enough then. It's
1: really a personality thing. Are you looking for big, small? I mean, there's all different kinds of IVF clinics. Um, So from the time somebody, let's say they're, no, let's just say the entire journey, Mm -hmm. how long is that typically from beginning to end? I mean, you could start when people get matched, whatever whatever most intended parents
0: want to know is like how long this journey is going to take. And that's a really great question. Um, the average journey length is anywhere from sixteen to eighteen months. It really depends on how quickly we can find a surrogate and then does pregnancy um, is pregnancy achieved on the first embryo transfer um, but I would say the average journey length from the time you retain an agency until the time you're holding a baby is averaged at sixteen to eighteen months which is well worth it like it probably seems really daunting at first,
1: but you know you're starting a family and it's like a lifelong dream
0: you know yeah and everyone wants to rush you know they hear that 16 to 18 mm-hmm. months and they're like oh my goodness it's gonna be you know almost two years before I'm holding my baby but to your point it's well worth it you mm-hmm. want to take your time you know it's kind of like making a wedding cake you can't just rush it and then slap something on a tray right it has to be done very delicately with all of the trimmings and you're you're making a baby so you want your baby to be as perfect as possible as healthy as possible so every piece of the of the surrogacy journey needs to come together in a very methodical way definitely um so i think that really sums up the overall surrogacy
1: journey the you know most frequently asked questions um from our intended parents there is a lot more a lot of things we talked about we have specific blogs and podcasts um, on that's how intricate this uh, the process is is that a lot of these topics do require more than just an overview um, anything else you guys wanted to add
0: no to your point a lot of these are really great frequently asked questions that intended parents and Sarah gets always posed to us and there might there might seem like some redundancy in some of the blogs and podcasts, but it's because some of them are overviews and some of them are more in-depth, and they get asked so many times that this is really good because then if you click on a podcast, we want it to be as informational and educational as, as possible. Um,
1: so, yeah. So, yeah, when we had Dr. Beltzos in, for example, the entire segment was about the IVF process, and we didn't even get into it as much as we probably could. Right, we need know? to have so, her back. Or, oh, yeah, yeah we, we <laughs> have to.
0: So, with that said, I would just like to thank everyone out there who's listening. Again, if you have um, specific topics or things that you'd like us to discuss on our podcast, send us an email at info at com, and you can follow us at um, at We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much. And thank you, Erica, and thank you, Juan, for being with me today. Thanks for having us. Thank you everyone for tuning in to this podcast segment. This is Frank Golden reminding you that everyone deserves a family.